0: Greetings from Los Angeles. This is to live in Trine LA. Hello. Before you say it, Tyler, yes, we're going to end up talking about The Last of Us again because damn, <laughs> fucking
1: good. So good.
0: Uh, it was that thing where like, I don't want to have to spend this podcast talking about every episode of The Last of Us and then episode three had to be one of the best episodes of tv and yeah we're gonna end up talking about it so if you haven't seen it yet uh, i'll include the time code in the description where you can jump ahead and we'll get back to your regularly scheduled programming but as of now just yeah we're gonna be talking about the last of us episode three if you're caught up like the rest of the country yes you'll be fine you can you can join us in unpacking everything if you haven't, again, time code in the description. This is your last warning. And three, two, one.
1: I say fuck them. It's, well, anyway. They should have they watched the damn episode so they can know about this wonderful gay romance that was just so damn beautiful, it makes you want to cry. Yeah,
0: and getting review bombed on IMDb and all this stuff by homophobes who
1: are just like, they made Ron Swanson gay, how dare you? You know this like I like, I should be mad that you know all these homophobes are doing that, but the thing that actually really pissed me off, and this is a very selfish thing, but the thing that pissed me off about that is the headlines that kept coming out like fans of the game are review bombing this episode. Like, hey, 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 no, no. This is not fans of the game. <laughs> it's a different group. Okay. Fucking assholes. Anybody that was a fan of the game, they knew the gay romance was coming. But nobody knew how much of the episode was going to be about this romance. And nobody knew like how sweet and tender it was going to be. This episode is a fairly big departure in some ways from the game. And I'm a stickler for sticking to the the source material. Yes, you're a bit of however, a fundamentalist.
0: You're a bit of a pop culture fundamentalist.
1: However, in this adaptation... This story is a lot better than what happens in the game. It's a lot more appropriate for what's happening in the show. And I support it completely, thoroughly. It's
0: funny. It's like if you take a creative risk, you can actually reap huge rewards. Hmm. Hmm. Funny how that works.
1: But what they, the thing is that they give a shit about the game. Like the game is still in this episode. It's just the characters are a little different. Uh, So like when you see Bill in the game, he's a lot more energetic and a bigger asshole. And you do. you, You meet Bill. Bill had just had an argument with Frank. Frank took off and was like running around elsewhere. And you're kind of looking for Frank, but you're mostly looking for a battery to get to a truck so you can leave. And leave Bill behind. And Bill's just begrudgingly like, fine, I guess I'll help you because I technically owe you from the thing. And it just has a really dark ending to that. The ending, the spoiler for the game is as you go through this, you find all these notes from Frank and you start to piece it together that they're not just good friends, that they are lovers. But then when you do eventually find Frank and he's hung himself. And the last note, Is that, you know, after the fight, when he stormed off, he got bit, he was turning, but it's okay. As much as this sucks, he would rather do this and die than to spend one more day with Bill. Dude. And that's fucking dark. And then you just have, like, at this point in the game, you have the battery and you're ready to get into the truck and leave. And you just got to leave Bill and Bill's like, just, just destroyed well, he is yeah. He devastated yeah. man. Jesus.
0: Yeah. And then which... the one
1: thing from the game that I wish made it to the show was uh, Ellie stole a porno mag from Bill. <laughs> she pulls it out and it's like all these like naked dudes. And Joel makes her throw it away. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah. So you can kind of see like this episode is so much better. Like, you get so much more of their backstory, their time together, a happy sad ending. But not like a really bitter, dark, depressing ending.
0: I think I could see, because uh, Craig Maslin, who is one of the writer, creators, uh, co-creators of this show, who did uh, Chernobyl, which was the big hit, like around 2018 for HBO. I keep
1: forgetting to watch that. Damn it. Yeah, and he said- I hear that, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's amazing. So when I heard that he was doing The Last of Us, I was just like, Jesus, all right, well, if this great writer is doing The Last of Us, then he's probably going to do a great job with it. Um... But yeah, he, uh, I, I think it's just a great, maybe he was avoiding the whole barrier gaze trope, which is the idea that just like, yeah, you have a gay couple, one of them has to die in order for there to be stakes or meaning to the story and blah, blah, blah. You see it all the time. I think one of the famous cases was uh, Willow and her girlfriend, like her girlfriend, you know, gets killed sure. and then Willow becomes Dark Willow. And the only way there's stakes is if one of the gays has to die. And rather, yeah. it just becomes this very wholesome, it's, it's like that Rihanna song, We Found Love in a Hopeless Place.
1: <laughs> and it is, I mean, I was also thinking, like, how dumbfoundedly shocked would you be if you're in this world, you get caught in some random dude's trap, and not only does he let you live, but he feeds you, like, the greatest meal you've had and gives you a shower.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's like, you use his shower.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you get to use his shower with hot water. Yeah. In a post-apocalyptic world. Like yeah. that's why I love his response when he takes a bite. It's just like, "What the fuck?" That's that's so appropriate. Yeah,
0: it's just like, "Fucking this is amazing." Uh, yeah, it's like you, you basically hit the, you know, post-apocalyptic lottery. And it was like, "Oh shit, I'm I'm alive. I'm clean. I'm eating amazing food." I'm not being so murdered. Amazing, Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then you see kind of just kind of this grows out and the turning point is the Linda Ronstadt song that he ends mm-hmm. up playing on the piano. And then that's, and just the whole, the, the subtle hints that are just like, Oh, this guy isn't like a normal middle he's America. not Ron Swanson. Yeah. He's not Ron Swanson. So
1: I will say one of my favorite little quick nods was, uh, when he compliments him, like, oh, a man who knows to pair whatever the hell that wine oh, yeah, was right. with Rabbit.
0: Yeah, Rabbit was a Beaujolais. And I was like, Beaujolais.
1: Oh. And he's like, I know I don't seem the type. And he looks at me and goes, No, no, you do. It's like, like yeah. that was kind of like the first real <laughs> indication of, I see you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then the whole, just like, uh, who's the girl? And it's like, there is no girl. It's like, I
1: know. And I was
0: like, damn, all right.
1: Oh. And then, like, They're, like, crying when they first kiss. And, like, oh, my God, this is, like, heart-wrenching. This is amazing. But, yeah. Just to find somebody like that in the most improbable way. Yeah.
0: And then just watching that grow through, especially because, you know, it takes place about 20 years before the events of the show. Yeah. And you watch it grow. And then you see how they're just like, oh, you know, they're having an argument because just like, yeah, I want a clean house and, you know, I want, it's like, well, no, it's going to attract people and blah, blah, blah. And, and then- But like, I love
1: that so much. I love that they cut directly from like them about to have sex to them in the middle of a heated fight <laughs> like three, three or four years later. I'm like, that's <laughs> so amazing. Like they're a full-on couple.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, when they eventually cut to- um Joel and Tess coming over to the just the funniness of just this like oh we're having dinner outside it's so nice and then you know of course Bill has his hand on the gun pointing at Joel
1: while they're eating (laughs) and they're like they get it
0: but like goddamn it's like yeah he gets it like he's inviting strangers who the hell are these people in my house eating my food it's like what the hell are you doing
1: and in this world the weird part of that is that they're having a garden party and everything is manicured and well, it looks nice. Yeah. That's the strange part.
0: Yeah. It, it is kind of funny. Just like, oh, the, like, the ladies are going off to like discuss stuff and then the dudes have yes. to just stand there making awkward small turn like, hey, I see that. kind of
1: grunt at each other.
0: I see your fence. Like, yeah, you're going to need aluminum. I, like, that wire's only got a couple years left. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so good. And then you get that nice little, that uh, moment where Joel won't really say that like Tess is like, you know, his partner or his love or anything like that. He just like, you know, mine. That's that's what he says. Like I understand if somebody were to come and mess with uh, myself with like me and uh, mine, I guess. And it's like, it's so, like he just won't allow himself to love. And it's really interesting to see that like <clears throat> just over 20 years, that's how he's been.
0: And then similar to Bill especially that moment where the you know uh, Frank shows all the strawberries he planted. and <laughs> Bill says, "I wasn't afraid of anything until I until I met you. And it was just like, yeah, you know because when you care about something, that's something you can lose.
1: Yeah, oh, that's such a beautiful story. Yeah,
0: and especially the eventual end, which you know Frank Frank is sick. I think he probably has like MS or something.
1: Where he's so just- you know, in the show, they never clarified, like I just mentioned about the game, he straight up hangs himself in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some people were thinking cancer. I guess there was an interview where some one of the guys mentioned MS. It's one of those days where like it almost doesn't really matter, it's just it's an incurable thing. And even if it was curable, they're not in the world where that medication is mm-hmm. going to be available yeah
0: yeah it was not it was just gonna get worse and it's just gonna go but but yeah it's that realization that you know they got so much time in a shit world and it's you know if you're gonna go out this way hey you know that's a win that's a win (laughs) In in a super effed up world yeah when it happens it's just so sad and I don't know. Maybe it hit me a lot more because now that I'm older, it's like, oh shit, you know that that time's not that far away now.
1: <laughs> you got like 40 years at least.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 40 years if we're lucky. But
1: and then you can drink, you know, drugged up wine. Ah, uh, yeah, paired with a rabbit. Nice. <laughs>
0: Like that should be like What's your last meal The meal from the last of us When those two dudes met It's like that's what I want Like I want That love that those two dudes had
1: And it really is cool It's like It's so interesting How far we've all come You know with like A gay romance story Uh
0: well Because you know Us Probably Even
1: 10 years We wouldn't have had this kind of reaction to it Like culturally You know Nationwide yeah,
0: I was going to say, like, uh, like us, maybe more than some other people, oh, in some other places, you know, but
1: <laughs> yeah, the collective us.
0: It's a great story, and it just speaks to just the communal uh, journey of love, of just, you know, uh, a relationship growing, facing all that adversity. And, you know, you don't have to be gay or straight to see how, you know, you want that.
1: Uh-huh. And I saw somebody note online that based on the timeline of events, the world went to shit like three months before that state recognized same sex marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So like in this world, like it was never really a thing for them to get married. So that's probably one of the reasons they waited to like the last day. Mm. But I just thought that was interesting little tidbit of information.
0: That's uh, funny how just you know you forget about the little things about history like that. But so we ended up talking about The Last of Us again, and I'm pretty sure the next we're epi- talk about every episode right? every episode. This isn't th- well. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was like, there's already a Last of Us podcast. They're probably doing a way better job than we are. But I mean, yeah, well, we
1: that's because they have like the actors and writers from the show. Yeah, that's true. They can get all the people,
0: and I noticed that but there were. We-
1: yeah. We're fans and that's just as important. That's just, just as important. But
0: <laughs> if you're joining us now, we just finished talking about uh episode three of The Last of Us, which you should watch. Just watch the show. It's just a great show.
1: Just so good. It's
0: really well written. And it's not
1: just like another Walking Dead zombie show. It, it's it's different enough, it holds its own.
0: Well, mostly because it has a bigger budget than the Walking Dead probably have, which I think. I think I don't know. I feel like the walking dead had a big enough budget, but I don't know. I'm I feel like someone's going to have to run those numbers. Just figure out what I don't know cuz yeah. I
1: will say this has a much more limited story like in scope. Um you just have you have a wild setting and you've got smaller stories to tell with different characters, but you're not going to rebuild civilization in this every other season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because a lot of Walking Dead was moving into like stable location, build something up, but also show how the zombie world is this messed up world. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like The Last of Us doesn't show that either. It's just uh, they had like a home base and this seems more like a road trip movie. Uh, it will be.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah,
0: they're, they're moving forward to across the country. Whereas the walking dead kind of like more, most seasons were just, they were in place.
1: And like this one's going to have, you know, violence and whatever. Cause it, it is still a zombie show, but it's not like that kind of bloody gore that mm-hmm. most zombie things are just because by the nature of the zombies being like a, a mushroom thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll, it'll, it's very approachable and, Everyone should watch this damn show. Yeah. So
0: I mean, there's your recommendation of a show that everyone's probably already watching. But if you're not, well then get HBO and watch it. <laughs> so it's
1: the new Game of Thrones, the early years.
0: <laughs> anyway, so like the good seasons. Okay, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna switch gears for a minute. We'll get back to some more pop culture homework, but just let's bring up some good news around LA. Uh, I like
1: good news. It's so rare. Well, uh,
0: so for a while now, uh, viral videos of a guy in a dark Tesla just assaulting drivers and uh, just series of road rage attacks all over Los Angeles. They finally It was cut. so
1: wild when everybody started to piece it together and realize hey, look at all these videos. Oh, shit. It's the same guy in yeah. all of these fucking videos. Yeah.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. They got the son, bitch. (laughs) Ah. Nathaniel Walter Radomack, 36 years old, made his first public appearance in court on Tuesday, pleading not guilty to complaints from 12 people claiming he attacked them in their vehicles. As the DA just released all the info and charges on the investigation, he allegedly had steroids and more than and more than $30,000 when his vehicle was searched after an incident in 2020. Like so, Man, this fuck guy, this guy. Yeah, he's he was attacking people, mostly women, elderly, with like a pipe. A lot of dashcam footage of him just stopping and then just road raging on just drivers. Uh, let's see, he was charged with two mis- two misdemeanor counts of vandalism, one misdemeanor count of elder abuse. Uh, they
1: he should have way more than this.
0: Yeah, yeah, on top of the other offenses, but I guess they're trying to get more. Keep more witnesses, people who are victims, so that way they can press charges oh, uh, let's see, his criminal record goes back all the way to 2004 uh, almost 20 years and in 20 years, 8 different states were affected by his criminal conduct
1: wow
0: <laughs> the latest case stems from a series of alleged attacks dating back to last June when Radimack is accused of threatening and to assault a 74 year old woman outside a doctor's office in Glendale He's accused of threatening to attack a woman at a storage facility in Atwater Village last November 9th and allegedly getting out of his vehicle later that day to threaten another woman on a freeway and break one of her headlights. Uh, He used a pipe to strike someone's car on the two freeway on January 11th, and he allegedly nearly struck a couple's vehicle with his car and then struck it with a metal pole after following them from a shopping mall in Pasadena the same day.
1: What the hell?
0: He was taken into custody in Torrance around 3 p.m. on Sunday by members of the CHP. Uh, the salts were captured on dash cam video, several leads. All of it went viral online just across the country. Everyone was sharing videos of this idiot just trying his best to Grand Theft Auto all over SoCal.
1: it's like, there are no laws. It's like, no, motherfucker, yeah. there are laws.
0: So, anyway, the good news is they finally got this motherfucker, and I think they're holding him on $5 million bond. So, yeah, this guy isn't going anywhere.
1: Man, fuck this guy.
0: Yeah, so, look, I'm a guy who believes in due process and, you know, the justice system doing their job. So, as the only rational thing that should happen here is that they should castrate him and crush his Tesla into a cube.
1: Well, I mean that's just logic that's that, that track. <laughs>
0: either that or castrate his Tesla and crush his testicles into a cube. I don't know. Either way, definitely
1: take away his driver's
0: either license. Either way, forever. some take his driver's license, to make him eat it, and then also yes. incorporate cutting off his balls in that situation. I don't know. I don't know. Just whatever situation where something happens to him and he has to learn his lesson.
1: Sharpen the edge of the driver's license, use that to cut off his balls. I like look,
0: and that's just me being just a rational, reasonable man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I think it's really nice of you to be so generous and forgiving.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm that's called growth, Tyler. It's called growth. You get older, you realize, hey, you know what? Maybe I should look at this logically. <laughs> But yeah, he's a big piece of shit. It's just, yeah, you see all these videos of him just being an, it's just an idiot, just threatening people, punched a lady in the eye, like attacked an old person, just swerving in the freeway. It, yeah, he's just a menace. And if anything, just Tesla being crushed into a cube and just send it to Elon. I was like, I don't know why, but just, oh God, just yeah. send it to him. Just like, yeah, that's what you get. This is who you empower, these weirdos.
1: Yeah, I definitely hope this uh, shines a bad light on Tesla. <laughs> fucking all the tesla owners everywhere they're the new bmw drivers yeah
0: yeah so so yeah so there's good news there's good news but there's also a little bit of uh, you know not so good news but everything's all right well i mean unless you're trying to check out the new super nintendo world ride uh tyler i think you've done this whole podcast a disservice you've done this whole podcast a disservice you should be canceled how dare That's my you, goal every week. How dare you not tell people that you have to be super skinny to ride the Mario Kart ride <laughs> in <laughs> Universal Studios? How dare you? How dare you? Dare you?
1: Super skinny. Okay, so you have to like not be an average American. That's all. That's it. Just don't be an average American.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, a report came out by the Wall Street Journal saying that Universal Studios Hollywood has warned some guests might not be allowed to ride Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge in Super Nintendo World, the big new land that made its debut just of... Uh, well, actually, it'll, it's it been previews, so it'll eventually make its big debut sometime this month. Yeah. But yeah, if their waistline measures 40 inches or more, you're probably going to have a bad time cause you're not going to you're not going to be able to fit on the ride. Now normally I I have a couple LBs, but yeah, I I fit in the seat uh, oh, when yeah. I when I rode it in Japan and again, that's Japan, so they don't really have that kind of problem unfortunately, but No. But yeah, here in America, yeah, that's going to that's going to suck for, you know, fans who are very excited about the ride only to find out they can't fit in the ro- in the damn vehicle. So,
1: I will say whatever stories like this come up, I'm I'm not as sympathetic as I usually or as like I should be. If you're that big to not fit in some seats, like you've already got plenty of other problems that take priority in your life that you need to work out. However, I will say Size forty waist feels on the smaller side.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, having to be well, you not know, being too big. Well, I remember because when I rode when I rode it tw- bleh, when I rode it twice in Japan, I noticed that like yeah, the seat is a little cramped. It's a little cramped. Like it's it's easy to get in and out, but it's just like uh, you know, like you know, you kind of just have to. Not sucking your gut, but also just like, yeah, it's a little small. It's a little on the small side. It's it's like, um, you know, when you have that little uh, thing in the airport that measures where you're like, if your luggage can fit inside or you have to check yeah, it thing. Yeah, yeah. We're just like, I don't think my luggage is going to fit. And then you just like, no, you just if you put it in like correctly and everything lines up, it's fine. But also, it's just like, uh, it looks like if it was a little bit bigger, none of it would fit.
1: (laughs) I, you know, I think I was just too hyped up in the moment that I didn't really think about the sizing.
0: Yeah, because it's a little tight in there. It's like sometimes like, yeah, you have to kind of like not like shimmy or anything, but you have to kind of just put your legs in a certain way and then, all right, everything's fine.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. I was like, yeah, I think I was okay. Like, I've had other yeah, rides. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, like, it's
0: not that, like, I was uncomfortable or anything. It's more just, you know, it's like, okay, you kind of have to, like, adjust, and then everything just slides into place. Everything's
1: fine. I'm trying to think about, like, the other rides at Universal, was. I'm <laughs> like, I mean, the Harry Potter ride, you can't be that big on. Yeah,
0: that's true, because a lot of it is just, like, the overhead kind of thing. That like uh-huh. squeezes down, and then of course the the seat is also a little narrow. I mean, not like it too is, narrow, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you gotta if you got a bit of junk in the trunk, it's like yeah, you might spill over <laughs> on, the sides, on the side. Universal's
1: just not the yeah, Universal's just not the place for big big people. Yeah,
0: and it's yeah, it's a shame because I know there's people yeah, like they come in certain sizes that might not be normal. Like they they're still healthy, but it's just like they're a bit bigger. You know, like if you're kind of tall you probably you could be a little bit taller maybe a baller and
1: (laughs) shot caller
0: yeah if you had a girl's number then you'd call her anyway (laughs) i'm gonna cut that joke it's so lame but yeah if you're if you're a bit taller you're still like skinny but for your size but maybe not for the seat yeah so yeah so that's why it's like "Mm, okay
1: and it's interesting though, because again like i i'm not usually too sympathetic but 40 does feel small like because i've known people that are like size 40 like like around 40 and it's like yeah they were big people but they weren't like you know when other countries make fun of america big they weren't like you know brendan fraser and the whale big exactly and yeah no 40 just feels small
0: and then also, there's the whole like, oh, there's a public seat where you could test out your if you're gonna fit in the seat. And it's just like, oh, that doesn't sound awkward at all. Hey, everyone, gather around and see if this person yeah. can sit and fit. And then watching ho- watch as the sorrow avalanche on their face, realizing that they're not gonna be able to get in there. They're like, let's everyone co- let's everyone strange. gather around and look.
1: You know, yeah. Hopefully, that's tucked away behind a corner somewhere.
0: That's a test no one wants to fail in front of an audience. Yeah.
1: Maybe on the bright side, now people have a reason to lose a little extra weight so they can go on this kick ass ride. Uh, well,
0: let's not just assume that just because you're fat, that's because of your choice. It could also be medical conditions. Like, not everyone's just yeah, automatically fat. Me. All right. Like, that's I'm not true. I'm not saying, it really is. I'm not saying, you know, people shouldn't try to lose weight, but also let's not. And that's not just assumed just because they're a certain weight that that's because it's just like oh they could they could be on medication they could be like Selena Gomez she has lupus and she's taking medicine and that's why she, her weight kind of like goes up
1: yeah but she still looks good
0: <laughs> um, anyway and
1: it does it does suck though I do feel bad for people <laughs> who are like oh yeah no I have this like serious medical condition and the only drug that like keeps me relatively healthy causes me to put on like 50 pounds and like oh. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, just like uh, what was it, Diane with her uh depression medication in uh, Bojack Horseman.
1: I remember, did she put on did, Yeah, in, know, in the last
0: season, in the last season when she Oh, you
1: know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, cuz she was taking
0: and yeah, she was and you know, she was taking treatment uh medication for her depression and it caused her to put on weight.
1: And it was just uh-huh. like, yeah, it's like that's what happens. Um Which is so fucked up because of that Putting on weight is not like a good cure for your depression.
0: And oh, programming note from the last episode: if uh, I we were talking about the show Poker Face, and I was saying, yeah, you should watch it on Peacock. It's like it's for free. You should check it out. Uh, it it was for free if you if you signed up for a free account before they stopped giving those out.
1: I feel like you lied. Well, I'm Spread correcting the record.
0: Look, I'm correcting the record and, you know, forgive me because this literally happened a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It turns out after Peacock announced their earnings report and the call, they, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, Peacock law is losing like around what three billion dollars just a boost up, but they have, you know, high rates of signups. But at the same time, they're trying to like you know save some money or make some more money. So yeah, from now on, if you if you want to watch Peacock and you didn't sign up for a free account back when they had them, you're gonna have to sign up and pay. I think four ninety nine a month.
1: Not a chance in hell.
0: Yeah. Well, I already have a free account, so like yeah, I'm watching it.
1: But grandfathered in yeah yeah well I have no idea i think i have an account i'll have to look it yeah, up Yeah,
0: check it check it out okay because yeah because unfortunately yeah they're now they're putting poker face I, I don't know behind a paywall i don't know maybe if it succeeds they'll probably put it on like broadcasts or something but definitely just you know uh when they come out with all the episodes sign up for one month watch all the episodes and then cancel your subscription I guess. Or okay, watch some other hard. stuff on Peacock. I mean, there's there might be something. Maybe you're big into uh, Below Deck or The Real Housewives. Or or maybe you want to watch the Royal Rumble and wrestling. Because, yeah, that's all part of I, Peacock now.
1: I don't recommend any of that. I just watched Royal Rumble.
0: You And you didn't enjoy it?
1: So here's the thing. <laughs> I have not watched wrestling since the 90s. Basically, because everything peaked when the Undertaker threw mankind through the cage and onto the mat. Oh my God, he almost died.
0: He almost he did. died. He, <laughs> he was
1: like legitimate.
0: I I remember. I was, wait, was that? Yeah, I remember reading that in his uh in um in his uh memoir. Have a nice day. I was yeah. like, oh shit, he fucking he took a hit. He, he took a lot of hits. He
1: took a lot of hits. I remember seeing an interview with the Undertaker, and he was just like, yeah. For a second, I thought I. Killed one of my best friends. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And and then I stopped watching wrestling. And this last weekend, a buddy of mine had people coming over to watch the Royal Rumble. Said there was going to be pizza and beer. I mean, I was sold. Look, that's the magic words.
0: Pizza and beer. Yeah. Is just It might as well just be a Harry
1: Potter spell. Like, yeah, you're going to show oh. up. You're going to appear. Yeah. <laughs> If they were watching the Kardashians, I probably still would have shown up. Pizza and so, beer.
0: Fuck it. God from damn it. For pizza
1: and beer. Yeah. So I watched the Royal Rumble. And I got to say, it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's. Wait,
0: just uh, the premise. Because you know the premise of the Royal Rumble is that, you know, 30 people come in. Well, you start with two wrestlers and then every 2 minutes a new wrestler uh, comes in oh 90 seconds, oh, minute 90 seconds. Oh, okay minute and a half yeah. every minute and a half a new wrestler comes in until all 30 have been uh sent out and then the last person standing gets a shot at the championship
1: i just mean wrestling as a whole <laughs> i don't understand how this is such a big a big thing cuz it, it reminds me of like When you see performers putting on shows for kids and just goofing around, this was exactly like that. And I don't mean exactly like that, but for adults, I mean exactly like that.
0: Anyone can be free to fact check me on what I'm about to say. All right. Because honestly, I haven't watched wrestling since the late 2000s. Okay. But it seems to me that the reason it doesn't hit the same is because now it every wrestler... Every wrestling, you know, like name and all that stuff. It looks just like a background character from a Fast and the Furious sequel.
1: That's, f- you know, what's weird the aesthetic though, like, is they- all
0: the same. It's ba- It's like background dude from Fast and the Furious.
1: You know, what's interesting is like, yes. But at the same time, I, I was noticing everybody f- seemed less roided up. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, first off, they're not doing roids anymore. That's why.
1: I mean, if there's one sport you can do roids in, it's wrestling.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not the WWE, mostly because uh, the violence thing and then uh, the stuff that's happened. Like, shit. I don't even have to. I don't even have to mention Chris Benoit. just to, like, I
1: know. Right? Yeah. Like,
0: look ladies and gentlemen if you're wondering what who is this chris benoit guy don't look it up it's a very fucked up story it's very fucked up and it mostly had to do with cte not steroids but also it's just a shitty part of wrestling and yeah i was a big i was a big fan i was a big fan of chris benoit and then just oh yeah fucking that was a tragedy the way that ended but yeah but it, it doesn't hit the same because it doesn't have the theatricality you know, there's yeah, no, the, the, there's no secret theater kids in the roster who's like, let me have a costume and dramatic music and, a and a supernatural backstory, you know? Well,
1: right, so there's a couple, there's a couple, not as many as there used to be. Cause you know, I always think back to like the undertaker and the Paul Bear and, you know, Kane. having to slam somebody into a coffin or Jake the snake, you know? I, I remember Triple H as Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who came out as this like, pompous royal douchebag.
0: Yeah, I, I, for a second, I was like, Th- I think this fucker is British. <laughs> and, the, yeah. and then we ended up finally, oh, no, no, he's not the British wrestler. There's the British wrestler, and it was, what's his face? Um,
1: the Bulldog, the British Bulldog. No, that was
0: British Bulldog, but there was also the other one that was kind of like a butler dude. Shit.
1: I don't know that one. I
0: remember, well, yeah, like, it's, uh, dude, talk about, like, trying to pull names from the ether of my memory. The
1: last Royal Rumble I watched featured Mankind, Dude, Love, and Cactus Jack. Nice. Which, for those who don't remember, that was the same person. He just did a costume swap three times. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, but that's the thing, is, like, I feel like so many of the new wrestlers now are just all the same dude type of dude. It's, like... I don't know Again It just what feels like it? Background character From Fast and the Furious movie Where they're just like You know It's like Yeah Dom You're right Or something like that
1: Whereas family.
0: where, Yeah Family Whereas You know I remember when Goldust Was a wrestler Oh my god dust. And, and you know what the funny part is You would think A wrestler like Goldust Would be around now Not 20 years ago Yeah it's like, because Goldust as a wrestler makes sense now in this era it than it did back then. Because I was just like, really? It's just like, uh, I could just imagine some middle American guy just like, I don't let my son watch anything with no gays. And it's like, he's like, i let him watch wrestling. His favorite wrestler is Goldust. He's a dude that <laughs> just, <laughs> that plays sexual mind games with his opponents. They're like, well, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was a wrestler 20 years ago.
1: <laughs> uh, times are weird. You know what? I was happy to see, though. What? How many wrestlers are still doing the suck it move?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. DX kind of just changed the game. And they're like, that's the thing. Yeah, just D- like
1: Generation X. Yeah,
0: and that's like the one thing people still keep... Guys still keep doing.
1: It's amazing. Uh, there was one group of people that had some like dark magic thing happening and it just felt so goofy and silly. Like when you're in high school and you have a friend who does like Wicca and they're (laughs) going to do like, you know, cast spells and shit. And you just look at them like they're a fucking idiot. That's, that's how this felt.
0: Oh, man. I think the last time I went to some kind of Wiccan event was like around a twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen
1: <laughs>
0: it wa It was an art show slash uh pagan Wiccan ceremony that was supposed to cast some kind of spell against Donald Trump or some shit i know it I know it was so weird. It was a mutual friend of ours from back when we used to work uh work together remember.
1: Uh, I, i'll tell her you're, i think i know who it you is, know that's yeah
0: okay. you know who it is it's but yeah she it's like it's the, her type of scene but i actually met this cool chick at, there and then i found out she had a boyfriend so i was like eh, it's fine it's fine
1: doesn't sound that cool <laughs> <laughs> be a lot cooler if she was single
0: well yeah so yeah well yeah,
1: rumble yeah wrestling fucking silly
0: yeah, yeah, the Royal Rumble is silly. Now, well, I mean, wrestling now. I will is,
1: say I was entertained, but I would never fucking pay for that. Uh, it's so ridiculous. I think I honestly, I, I only recognize the, like maybe four or five wrestlers the entire night.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. If you ask me to name a wrestler that's current, I'm probably going to name someone who probably like isn't even wrestling anymore <laughs> or wrestled five years ago. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like trying to keep up with uh, who's the popular star at the Teen Choice Awards. Like oh, I'm, God. like yeah, like I'm gonna get all of this wrong.
1: Oh, you know who did wrestle was the because I, I I don't know why the Undertaker is the one who keeps coming up, but the Undertaker's wife was in the audience with her kids, and then she jumped into the Royal Rumble.
0: The fuck, really?
1: Yeah. So there was a men's rumble and a women's rumble and she was like, uh, they called her out and she didn't, she didn't like run away and, and, you know, come in through the entrance. She just got up out of her chair, took her shirt off and just jumped in. I was like, you know what? That's, that's kind of cool. I bet the kids are pretty hyped.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, Yeah. Again. Like the women's wrestling now is a lot more serious than it was, again, 20 years ago, where it was just more just like, it was just an excuse to show, you know, TNA.
1: A lot of them still do but they're not going to be like a bra and panties match like they yeah. used to do
0: yeah yeah it was it was just more for titillation it was just like ah you know because like you know teenage boys what do they want to see it's like well that's what we're going to give them but but now we like re- women's wrestling now is actually legit and most of it had a lot to do with very talented athletic women who just like yeah we want to wrestle and we don't want to do all this bullshit and it also helped like when ronda rousey had her fa- famous True. run in, you know, the UFC, and just like, yeah, you can, you can have a, a actual wrestling match where women are actually wrestling legitimately, and you know, guys will still be interested.
1: I will say, quick not side note uh, about that word "legitimate." Women's wrestling is as legitimate as men's wrestling, <laughs> which is not very legitimate. But no, no, they're all they're they're. They're doing the same show. They're not just they're like cheerleaders. And yeah,
0: it's they're yeah. just not. They're not just eye candy. Look, it's athletic stuff like the who wins and who loses is already predetermined. Yeah, but. <laughs> but yeah, if some dude just uh, flies off the top rope and lands on you, <laughs> like you're still probably going to get hurt.
1: I will say uh there was one moment that we all kind of begrudgingly had to go. All right. That was kind of cool. Uh, cause Logan Paul showed up. Oh God. Why? Why and you And the best part, well first, well first was like, he jumps in the ring and everybody else stopped fighting and just stared him down and then they just like, they all stomped him. <laughs> that was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> just like the illusion that maybe it might be real. Uh, but Logan Paul did have one moment that was kind of nice. Like him and some other dude were eyeing each other from different sides of the ring they jumped to the top rope and they both leaped at each other and collided midair. I was like, as far as athleticism goes, like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it was just, All right. <laughs> still, we were all running from, to like, get hurt.
0: Of course. Of course. Because it's, it's fucking Logan. Paul. Yeah. Logan Paul. He's the
1: worst. Total shit. Hey, speaking of people who are bad, but also good news. Quick headline that I saw and read zero about the information on it. So I don't have a lot to mention. Andrew Tate. Yeah. He was trying to get like his American lawyer and that was denied. (laughs) He he has like no access to any help. He's just in Romania and fucked.
0: Good. Good. That's where he belongs. That's where that bald way receding hairline mofo belongs. (laughs) Yup. It's like he he should be banished to the shadow realm. <laughs>
1: that guy's such a fucking yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, he's so such shit. He makes Logan Paul look almost decent.
0: That's true. I guess if you gun to my head, I'd be like, uh, well, maybe I'll hang out with Logan Paul for a little bit, but if yeah. he keeps talking to me more, then just shoot me in the head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we didn't have much pop culture homework except for the big news. That came out this week, which was James Gunn, famed director of The Suicide Squad and uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy, and now current co-CEO or co-president of DC Studios, has announced what's going to happen with the DC movie, TV, universe, basically all those things, all the things.
1: Maybe. They won't suck anymore.
0: How about you shut your face, all right? You son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I'm not the one making such terrible movies. Uh, well,
0: neither neither is he. He's not the one making terrible no, movies. No,
1: Gunn's got a good track record. Yeah. He makes some fun stuff.
0: So I finally saw the video that came out where he had a big announcement of just uh, chapter one of the DC universe, both in film and TV. It's called Gods and Monsters. So he's okay. finally set... What's He's finally set up, okay, where's the plan going forward? So, just as a quick side note, if anyone, as a service for anyone listening to the podcast, so you know what the hell's going on with DC, the DC roster and everything else, in case you want to seem like, hey, I know what's going on, I know what's happening <laughs> in the future, because, yeah,
1: it looked Some Talking points for the water cooler. Exactly,
0: yeah, something we you're just like, oh, you know, you get exhausted from all that Marvel, it's like, I don't want to talk about how Doctor Strange... And the multiverse of man is suck balls compared to everything everywhere all at once. Let's talk about. To
1: be fair, everything everywhere sucked compared to everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> everywhere, just every movie sucks oh. compared to everything everywhere all at once. <laughs>
0: I thought you were having a stroke, but glad you cleared that up.
1: <laughs> okay, so
0: here's the quick bullet points so we can get through this and then uh, just probably wrap things up. So from now on, all projects moving forward will be connected in the same universe. So if a character is this superhero or this part, you will see that character either in the TV, you know, TV show or movie that they appear. No more kind of like waiting and guessing is like, oh, are they gonna bring back blah blah blah? Like no. Okay? If they if they're playing that character and then that character gets referenced in either the TV show or the movie, you're probably gonna see them as that character. Respect. Okay? Moving forward, now everyone was wondering where does the Batman and the Joker movie fit into all this? From now on, they are considered DC Elseworld stories. So that means they are not part of the original canon. They are existing in a different dimension of you know the universe where there's like okay. So yeah, so Robert Pattinson will still be Batman, and Joaquin Phoenix will still be Joker in that version of creative movies we're still gonna get Robert Pattinson Batman sequel Shazam awesome the new one Fury of the Gods will continue the narrative that will go into Flash the Flash movie which will reset everything which will then go into Blue Beetle which Blue Beetle I think they already cast Zolo Maruduena who's Manuel Manuel in um, Cobra Kai okay and then Blue Beetle will go into the new Aquaman movie.
1: Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm excited for a Blue Beetle. I, that's a good one to start off with. Okay.
0: And now, now, for the gods and monsters, like the big narrative storyline, the first show will be called Creature Commandos, which is going to be an animated show, but that will, like, future installments will be live action. Okay. Yeah. I know it's such a weird it's a weird storyline but I but it's part of the groundwork that he's setting up. Uh then there's going to be a Waller TV show. So Viola Davis is coming back as Amanda Waller, she's going to get her own show.
1: She really is a great choice for Waller.
0: Yeah, she is. And then like Woman King, she's like yeah, she she can do action, so yeah, she's going to have her own show.
1: To me Waller like Violet Davis for Waller is like J.K. Simmons for uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Just <laughs> no. fucking perfect. Okay.
0: And then, so this all leads up to the first movie in the new DC James Gunn universe. Sup- the Gunniverse. Superman Legacy, which will come out July 2025. And he's writing it right now. Jesus Christ. I know. I know. It's weird because like, oh, this is all in the future. <laughs> Now, some people were like, why is this taking forever and doing all this stuff? Like, We get a PowerPoint presentation of what Marvel's going to do in the next seven years, like every five years. We get, okay, here's the big calendar, and this comes here, and then this, and this, and that. It looks like a goddamn... I
1: mean, yeah, but when they do that, they're like, here are the three or four things happening this year. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, so yeah, you're getting stuff. You got Shazam. You got the Flash. You got... Batman, like the other Batman.
1: I'm and it, so not looking forward to Shazam or The Flash. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to see him because I'm a dumbass, but so, it's going to be so bad.
0: So, with the Superman movie, you're also going to get Lanterns. It's a live action Ooh. TV show with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, the two green lanterns. Oh. So, they're basically saying it's kind of like a superhero true detective kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Then another movie called The Authority, which is like about a group of superheroes who travel through time to kind of stop, you know, supervillains from destroying the universe or some shit.
1: Uh, uh, Did they already do that? It was The Legends of Tomorrow.
0: Well, I don't know, but James Gunn said this is a terrible. big passion project of his. He loves The Authority. That's going to be great. Then you okay. Then you're going to get a TV show, Paradise Lost, which takes place in Themyscira, so the Amazons are going to be the center of this show. And he's saying it's kind of like Game of Thrones, like in the early days of, you know, the island and just like all these women, like, fighting
1: for power and shit. And that, I mean, it could be good, but I don't, I don't know that I need that.
0: I don't know. Warrior women struggling for power?
1: I mean, but, like, not Wonder Woman?
0: But not what I mean, they're all super-powered, kind of. Yeah, because that's how Wonder Woman... Wonder Woman's already one of them having superpowers. It's just that because the the rope and the the tiara and the thing kind of gives her extra power. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Next thing. Next. The first Batman movie. The Batman, the Brave and the Bold, which will lead into the Bat Family storyline. So it'll be Batman and his son who is going to play Robin. Yeah, Damian Wayne. Okay. And then Booster Gold which will be a live-action TV <laughs> show, which is like a guy from the future travels to the present here to be a superhero.
1: But he's kind of a bubbling idiot. Yep. Are we going to have Nathan Fillion? Because he'd be a good... Na- Nathan Fillion would be a perfect boost. I don't know.
0: Like, Let's see. Uh, Well, let's see. The first Superman comes out in 2025. So what? I'm guessing this Batman movie comes out in 2026 or 27. So I don't know when this show comes out also. So, we'll see. I don't know. Well, How old is Nathan Fillion now? He's almost...
1: He's starting to get to. I don't know. He's older than us.
0: Yeah. He's older than us. So, there you go. So,
1: he might be a little... He might
0: be a little too old old for that. And then followed by Supergirl World of Tomorrow movie. So, Supergirl's going to get her own movie. Okay. And then, lastly, a Swamp Thing movie.
1: Ooh. Hell yes.
0: And that's all chapter one. Of, of this new DC universe. So all I'm thinking that's, is, I don't know, I think I'm too old to invest in a new universe now. Like, by the time things get good, I think I might be in my late 50s.
1: See, it's easier to jump into, like, these movies than it is, like, a whole slew of comic books, I think. Yeah, it, well, I mean. you have so much time in between each one, it's fine.
0: That's true, that's true. It's like, yeah, it's easier to get into The Simpsons back when it was like, ah, I'm just starting season three than it is now, which is like, you know, they already have 30 plus seasons and they're yeah, still making exactly. more. So in theory, yeah, it's, so, it'd be a good time to get in now on the ground floor I mean, of this new universe. I'm a
1: sucker for all of this crap, so I'm, I'm going to see every one of these movies. And uh, TV shows. But I will say it feels a little chaotic and disjointed. Yeah. I mean, when you look at like how Marvel kicked it off, like here are the big hitters. They're each going to get a movie or two and then they're going to team up. Yeah. Like, okay, that makes sense. This it does it feels a little all over the place.
0: Well, I mean, you have to imagine like the initial run. Well, first was uh they were just worried like, well, is Iron Man even going to be good? And then afterwards like, yeah, sure. it's good. And then Thor Thor was okay.
1: No, Thor was Thor,
0: like yeah, it's it you look back on it now and you realize, oh, Thor was a shaky movie at best. <laughs> yeah. It was shaky. Oh man. And then and then, you know, they tried to redo, you know, Hulk or The Incredible Hulk. And Which look, which, I
1: like the Edward Norton Hulk.
0: Yeah, and the, and it, they even include the the stinger at the end where Robert Downey Jr. references references the Hulk. Like they were like, Oh, Edward Norton, maybe. And then like, no, we can't make it work. So there's been hiccups throughout that on top of, you know, the whole uh, Terrence Howard getting kind of cut out and then bring, bringing in Don Cheadle.
1: Yeah, but that's like all stuff that, yeah, like that happened. But when you look at the plan, you see, you start with your big hitters and you give each of them a movie. But... And, you know, whereas like like the equivalent would be like, all right, you get Batman a movie, you get Wonder Woman a movie, you get uh, Superman a movie, and then like maybe the Flash And then they all start to team up. But they really didn't do that. They just kind of, like, stumbled over themselves on their first round. And now this is just... It's it's a little all over the place. I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with Supergirl. I hope they give her justice. But it feels weird to have her in, like, the first chapter.
0: I mean, they're building in the Superman and Batman and Robin or Damian Wayne. And Swamp Thing feels
1: like to do Damien right off the bat feels early. Well, I mean, and then Swamp Thing is just such like a different side of DC to include.
0: I don't know. I just I feel like they're kind of just they're coming at this a little bit more asymmetrically, similar to kind of how the initial uh, the initial Avengers kind of came together. It just seemed like uh, it's a little like I felt like their end goal was like, we're going to get to Avengers all right, we just need these separate movies to work. And that, and that's how they ended up like, okay, we're getting to Avengers, we're just going to shoehorn in Mark Ruffalo. We're going to shoe in you, we're just going to shoehorn in Mark Ruffalo somehow just so we can patch it up. Like that's the thing. It's like if you look back, it seems a lot of it was held together by just tape and and just like don't fucking focus on that. Let's just get to where we need to get to. And then once they got uh- it, then it's like, then it became this, like, super oiled up machine, like, industry machine that it is now.
1: Sure. But again, like, that's the difference between, like, you know, the plan of what happened and then just the reality of life not always working out as you want to make stuff. You know, the plan makes sense. You know, sure, you had to swap out some characters or some actors, but you had the, the same characters from the start to jump into Avengers it's not like they did an Ant Man movie off the bat, or like a Black Widow movie immediately. It was like, eh. you know, it was it was, it was a the top tier Avengers first, mm-hmm. and then you did the Avengers, and then you start to branch out more and more. So yeah, I don't know. It just it feels like we're. I mean, is like Hawkeye is be-
0: Hawkeye a top tier Avenger actually?
1: Well, he did, but he didn't get his own movie yeah. right away, right? Yeah, guy can't even. Guy like, can't even take out a snowplow. <laughs> oh, I think he took out the snowplow. It's just he went down at the same time. No, that took him out, man. That guy's. So, <laughs> no, he got fucked Okay, up. yeah, what? that's that's In a my, you know what? Fashion, yeah, I, I, somebody I, apologize. I apologize.
0: I apologize because yeah, you know now I think about it. Yeah, that's it's. I don't know. It's like it's still a little Jeremy
1: Redder, real life hero.
0: Yeah, and I think it wasn't even his fault. I think like someone moved the thing, and that caused the the snowplow to go forward or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: someone messed with the control, and that caused it to flow forward, and then that's how like, you got run over. But he's fine, so I guess I don't know. Judges, does that was I over the line? Uh, the
1: yes you're cancelled
0: ah shoot alright well since I'm cancelled you don't have to check out you don't have to email us or actually email me if I am or not cancelled to, live and try to lay podcast at gmail.com or just hit us up on the socials at to live and try to lay podcast on Instagram and at tripod on Twitter just fucking let us know let me know if I am cancelled for making fun of Jeremy Renner
1: ah uh, cancel culture is not real
0: Clearly, you know Louis C.K. played a show in Madison Square Garden, sold out, sold out, live streamed. Also,
1: like (laughs) you know how many movies Mel Gibson's done over the last years? Yes,
0: yeah, exactly. People are like, "Oh, I love working with Mel Gibson." Like Mel Gibson, really, really? All right. Uh, Ah, well, we'll see. I think
1: as long as Andrew Tate suffers,
0: yeah, I'll take the win. I'll take the win. Him and him and Tesla guy.
1: Tesla douche
0: Cut their balls off And crush them into a cube I forget what I'm, What I was saying
1: Testicles on
0: spikes uh, Alright That You know we're gonna end it Good night everybody Okay good night <laughs> Bye